Hi, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Diana. And this is After Midnight. If you like this episode, we encourage you to support the Real Quileute Tribe of Lapush, Washington, and donate to their Move to Higher Ground project, helping them move their at-risk community to a safe zone where their culture and heritage can continue to thrive for generations to come. Check out mthg.org for more info. I want to kick things off by talking about a huge event that happened last weekend, which was the Batman trailer. (laughs) Oh, yes. A milestone. My friends and family cannot get me to stop talking about this trailer. And even though this is a Twilight podcast, it heavily relates, obviously, because it's our boy. It's our past. It's it's Battenson. But the fact that I mean, there's, there's a lot that I've been thinking about since this trailer has come out, actually, and like also digesting societal reaction from it. Mm-hmm. And it's made me feel kind of crappy because it just makes me think about how actors are really praised for being in masculine and violent roles. Yeah. And they're never going to be praised for like, not only more emotional roles, but like more, like we, we know that. Twilight gets as much hate as it does the movies at least because mm-hmm. it was like a teen a female teen focused genre. Yeah. But it's just like people won't stop dogging Twilight in order to compliment them in other projects and I just it's frustrating to see that as a fan and also as a woman and former teen. Yeah. Well just like know? anyone, I mean that just kind of goes back to the fact that people love to poke fun at things that teenage girls like. Yes. So I think it's heavily rooted in that. But I also think, you know, you you don't really find, like, people doing that to someone like, you know, Tom Cruise or, like, Brad Pitt. Twilight was a blockbuster and sold millions and, like, totally outperformed what everyone thought it would. But for some reason, that's not considered quality. You can hate on the subject matter all you want and like talk about vampires and like fantasy and whatever. Rob was, Rob acted so well in those movies. Like, oh, you he did. Say that he was like, it, of anybody, you can't say that he was like cringe. Like, I could see no. Chris Stewart sometimes she's awkward or like delivers her lines weirdly. But he was so solid throughout all those movies, despite his like misgivings about constantly being in them the man had to say the words you better hold on tight spider monkey and delivered them flawlessly oh i read do anything i read that um catherine hardwick literally like catherine hardwick was like rob i gave you five lines to choose from for that scene and that's the one that he picked (laughs) i want to know what the other four are i want to know if it was a great comment or if he knew that this would just like follow him forever and he definitely you know he picked the weirdest the weirdest line probably because he's such a weirdo i mean it just comes back to us absolutely being obsessed with Catherine hardwick but i think had she done the rest of the movies they would probably get a little more respect but i gotta say the ending scene of breaking dawn part two was done beautiful done beautifully Uh, and i i wouldn't change a thing about that they're so entertaining. I kind of wonder if, you know, like if Twilight wouldn't, if Twilight would be more like Harry Potter if it had been directed by Catherine Hardwick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it's been making me think a lot existentially about what is celebrated 
in society, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like men and male roles and when they have to be more emotional. And then it's like the Batman trailer was amazing. He like beats the shit out of a guy. Yes. And people are like, wow, Rob Hansen's such a good actor. And it's like, okay. He always has been. <laughs> he had to revive his wife who he had just eaten the placenta. Like he had to eat the placenta out of his wife and then pump her back to life while crying. Like that oh was, my gosh. That was Oscar that worthy. That scene gets to me every single time. And I guess, you know what? You know what I really feel like, even though I don't want Twilight to follow him forever, for some reason, this like acknowledgement of him, for some reason, like validates me and like how I feel about the movies. And how we feel about him. Yes. It's like, yes. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I feel like you all owe me an apology also. <laughs> Everyone owes us an apology for being Twihards and us through and through. We knew. Chapter four, visions. Um, So he's back at the school after the crash. He just left the hospital. He is trying to get a story together to continue to gaslight every person in this city. (laughs) Um, I thought it was cute that he doesn't want to talk shit on Bella when he's trying to like tell people what happened. That was kind of cute. It was cute. And I also like that he he didn't like being at school. Like he wanted to be where she was and he even referred to himself as a stalker, which, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> we love an acknowledgement. You know, yeah, no, it's just, I mean, like if you're going to be that way, at least he acknowledges it. Like yeah. that's kind of my thing with him. Is it really that creepy? He's self-aware. He's very self-aware. Yeah, he is very self-aware. Um, I kind of like though how he like, made up this story in his head of what he would say but then when it like came down to it when Mr. Banner was like so like what happened he was just like I wasn't hurt because he's so concerned about Bella that he can't even pretend to be his like normal charming self um and then of course he goes off to Spanish class with Emmett <laughs> I love old Emmett with what's it Mrs. Goff yes there's a great little section where um, Edward tells Emma to bite him. Yes, I was just gonna say that. It's like, damn kid, you're a mess, which I just like Cullen Lutz saying it and, as Emma, and it's great. And then he's just like, oh. bite me. And I heard his low chuckle. I liked that this chapter was a good, it was kind of like realistic in that mm-hmm. it's the, it is the feelings that you have when you do have a crush on someone, but you don't really know them, like you start mm-hmm. to really kind of fantasize and really start like you're thinking all you, you kind of let your head like run away. And I think that's oh, yeah. what was happening with Edward. Um, Especially as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just an 100 year old teenager. Well, I also so obviously Edward is in Emmett's head, you know, <laughs> he lives there. <laughs> um, <Run> free. <laughs> right. <laughs> And obviously Emmett's kind of, he knows how Rosalie is going to react. Like Emmett knows. He knows Rosalie. Edward knows Smackdown. Yeah, it's about to happen. And it's about, like, and Jasper too. Um, But I do kind of like that Edward is already defending Bella. And he, like, he doesn't even know that he, 
Again, the man has never had a crush. He doesn't <laughs> even know that he likes her and he's willing to, I don't know, fight his brother, fight his family. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I was kind of, that's how I felt with like, if you have a crush on someone and then your friend mm-hmm. starts to like shit talk them and say like, oh, they're not that cute or something. You're like, don't talk about him that way. You're like, excuse me. Yes, Yeah, like, yeah, (laughs) like you start to like really invent scenarios. And I felt like that's almost what he was doing, like on an obviously extreme level, but he was like, I will fight my family for her. I'll fight my family for this. Like, I will fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, he also talks about kidnapping her and how Bella would react to that. How would the girl react to that? And again, she would probably just be like, oh, are we going somewhere? But yeah, so they're like walking to the car. And I'm sure Edward is, if he could sweat, he's sweating. Um, <laughs> he but can't he, sweat, but he can ejaculate. He, but okay. Yeah, yeah, what's that about, Stephanie Meyer? Make we it have to sense. look that up, but that's for another time, I guess. Yeah, you know. Trust me, I'll come back with that next week. Anyway. <laughs> um, and he hears Emmett, and I think this is precious, because he hears Emmett basically kind of wrestling with himself over the fact that he he understands, I feel like he really understands where Edward is coming from. And I don't think Emmett, like, hates Bella at all. Um, but he knows that he has no choice but to pick Rosalie's side. And, like, what a, what a like, situation to be in. I, I get it. Like, you should always, you know. I yeah, but if they take it to another level. Like, it's like, you can't ever have a disagreement just because yeah, you're, like, no, yeah. joined at the hip. I mean, I just, like, enjoy – it's just thoroughly entertaining to, like, constantly read about how much Rosalie hates Edward, like, hates his guts. I, like, we don't know why just yet, but we will I, find out. Okay, yeah. I was right? Say, Wait, did I, it – were they, did they already say it, or is that a few I'm chapters? pretty sure I remember this from one of the books a long time ago, um, or maybe it was in the movies. Rosalie, I think – It's definitely it's, in this book, but I think it's a few chapters ahead. I'm pretty sure – Carlisle found Rosalie in hopes that Edward would find her as a mate. Oh, and, and I think Rosalie, coming off of this awful fucking thing that happened to her, mm-hmm. was kind of, like, because that's all Rosalie wants, a marriage and kids and the whole, you know, white picket fence um, ideal. And I think it kind of hurt her ego a little bit that Edward didn't find her interesting. And I, no matter the fact that she's obviously, like, Emmett's her guy, like, that's her man. They're super in love, they're soulmates. Mm-hmm. I think because Rosalie is so prideful and so beautiful and like everyone is in love with her, but he's not, I think it bothers her. No, I, it comes up, it comes up in the next few chapters. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to give anything away, but I guess it's already been kind of talked about. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't remember this, that she, not that she like loved him or anything, but she really thought that they'd be, to, that they would like join. Yeah. I don't think she like ever loved him. I, and honestly, I'm pretty sure she probably, I really wish I could remember which one of the original books it's in because I remember reading that mm-hmm. and thinking that's why she disliked Bella so much. Now we know that's not the case. Um, but I always thought like when the movies were coming out, that that's why she disliked her so much was because she was jealous but I I mean now we know it's much deeper than that and it's not that I always thought that that might have been it maybe it's like a smidge a tad yeah it's it it was an interesting kind of like sub subplot to get into and I which I also didn't remember at all 
I mean, the main thing that happens in this chapter is really like the family showdown. Yes. I wrote Godfather Carlisle. Yes. He's literally like the Godfather. He like sits at the end of the table and the then everyone table. like, that picking of the seats was epic. Oh, it was. I like, also Im- immediately imagined Thanksgiving there, but then I remembered that they don't <laughs> eat, so. <laughs> Could you, I would love a normal Norman Rockwell painting. That's with exactly them, like, what. With a deer, a deer on a platter. <laughs> You're right. I guess they do kind of. Um, okay, so picking of the seats, completely epic. I was like bated breath figuring out, who, like trying to think who, who was going to sit where. <laughs> But I think what I liked about this scene the most is that it just, I mean, like as they get into it and as they start kind of arguing like what they should do about the situation, having Mm -hmm. this like big family conference, I was like this, again, this is like pretty relatable. They, it seemed, it's kind of like a normal family conversation. Families Um, have little like family meetings when, you know, the brothers and sisters or siblings in general um, start arguing with each other. As much as I laugh at Stephanie Meyer's overuse of words like chuckled, I I like how she writes dialogue. I really I I like eat up her dialogue very quickly. I lo- I love it because I feel like she writes it in a way that I can hear them. I could hear the characters saying those things. Yes. I could, like their inflections. I think dialogue is not an easy thing to write. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoy that about her writing. Even if they, she has the characters chuckle every two lines. Oh my gosh, a low chuckle. I chuckled. A dark chuckle. A dark chuckle. <laughs> I do. How, how do you like your chuckle? Light, medium, or dark? <laughs> how does Stephanie Meyer take? Her, how does Stephanie Meyer take her chuckles? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know she gets like four shots of chuckles and just calls it a day. <laughs> Oh, Stephanie, you couldn't have fixed the chuckling for this new book. Like, you couldn't have had someone go in and, like, change all the chuckles. <laughs> I think the chuckle is such a good, good, you know, example, though, of Edward as a human being. Is it kind chuckling? Of just, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, is a chuckle like a ha <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what is a chuckle? It's like, ha ha. Well, is this like a, uh, I don't know, like a. I think it is a <laughs> how how would all the characters chuckle? Rosalie oh. would be like, <laughs> <laughs> Alice would be like, <laughs> hers would be like, mm-hmm. um, Jasper's would be like, Emmett doesn't have one. Emmett is just like a no. Emmett would be like, <laughs> Emmett would be like the doofiest one. Jasper's would be do Jasper's. Come on, what would it be like, Kaylee? Mm. It'd be like her her her. <laughs> you gotta get like a clearly smoke cigarettes for a living yeah (laughs) oh god the only person i can't picture chuckling is carlisle how do you know (laughs) oh wait did you watch (laughs) did you watch that thing that peter fascinelli wanted everyone to watch okay first of all i started following peter fascinelli and (laughs) genuinely it is the best thing i've done in a while because I love how the un- man is. Yes, he is so proud of being Car- he Carlisle. He's so Colin. proud. He is so proud of it, and he's like, <laughs> COVID Carlisle wouldn't even. <laughs> the thing that was crazy about that post is that it was like an edit to Britney Spears's Toxic, 
with like a montage of Carlisle. He definitely, someone sent that to him or he was tagged in it or he found it on TikTok and he reposted it. And then I, I want to say Kellen Lutz reposted it on his story. <laughs> He's just like, like, he has no qualms about talking about Twilight. None of Twilight. them do. None of them do other than... Other than Rob. Or maybe he would like it more if he didn't get backlash, so... I know. I wish... I just feel like maybe after this whole Batman thing, maybe he'll just, like, lighten up on Twilight. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel for I the hope man. so. But anyway, <laughs> back on Rob. I wonder how he feels right now. This is right a Rob now. Pattinson <laughs> po- podcast. How <laughs> much you're listening to this? We just want to help, man. <laughs> we just want to help. Um... Okay, so this, so what, so what's happening in the scene? Okay, so they're all picking sides. They, Alice is on Esme's side. Mm-hmm. Edward sits on Carlisle's side because we all know that he's like teacher's pet, daddy's pet. Oh my pet. gosh, yeah. Is it just he because is. he's the firstborn? Is that what this is? Oh, I forget that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, They've been I together saw, the longest. That's true. I did also see that in like the it was so cute in twilight in the twilight movie <laughs> i can't stop talking about it in the twilight movie during the baseball scene edward is wearing is the only one wearing a jersey just like carlisle which is like so cute to like imagine that that was planned like that like because he like he respects his father so much he wants to dress like him oh yeah so cute but so he's on carlisle's other side mm-hmm. alice sits next to esme Jasper goes to the wall and then he's like, Should I <laughs> like a weirdo? He's I just up imagine like a him like leaned up. Yeah, leaned up on a wall. He's leaning back. Cattle he has one foot up. <laughs> Hay in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rosalie sits opposite Carlisle, which was like, Whoo. and then obviously Emmett sits next to Rosalie. Like Rosalie's pissed. Jasper is also pissed, but kind of in true Jasper fashion, just kind of like doesn't really say much it's like you can tell what he's thinking and like what he's doing mm-hmm. but he never says he's a man of few words there we go a man that's of few it. words that's it and yeah. but few some of those words that he did speak he like was a savage to edward on page 81 oh. he basically calls out edward for being like a lonely emo boy because he's like <laughs> you've never loved anyone like i love yeah i know i was like, like burn I know. He like, you're gonna bring that up to full send, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, what a shitty thing to point out. <laughs> so mean. It's like, dude, you're alone. Like you've never loved a person. That's like that's, I don't know, like when what it was like someone's single and all their married friends are trying to like pop yeah. them off on like the nearest <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was rude. Oh, it definitely was rude. It definitely was a dig. And I don't know if it was more him just being matter of fact. Like you don't know what that feels like. Or he just knew it would really piss Edward <laughs> off and the man yeah, just likes yeah. to fight. I know this sounds strange, but let's take out the situation that Bedward <laughs> is obviously, like, happening. Okay? Wait, that Bedward? Bedward, Bella and Edward. Oh, my God. I've never <laughs> heard that before. Bedward. I've only heard it a few times, but it's – what else would you call them? The it's not for – the bed isn't for sleeping, Bedward. But Rosalie, I don't know. She kind of makes a few good points. If I'm being not biased, do it. She makes a lot of good points. You know, they are. Not only do you have to worry about, you know, let's just say this is just a rumor. They can just leave. 
like they said, they're like, we've loved rumors, we've loved suspicion, but this is evidence. But also what evidence? I would love to know what they think is one girl who hit her head. Like, no one's really gonna be like, yeah, vampires, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Rosalie's right. I mean, since they are so different from other vampires, they kind of have to, they have to kind of be more careful than, you know, vampires that are just off, you know, nomadic and eating, you know, killing people. Yeah. They are different. And if they don't want the Volturi, <laughs> hashtag Volturi Nation coming in, <laughs> um, they have to be careful. And I don't know. Let's, yeah, take Bella and Edward out yeah, of it. I get, I get why they're, I get it. I get why they're worried. But I yeah. think they're being, like, a little bit... They're being too hasty. Yeah. Like, they're, like, really dogging Edward. It's, like... I think it's because, like, if there was always that one family member who was, like, probably, like, Mr. Perfect all the time mm-hmm. and, like, walked around like he was, like, Miss Thing and was, like, cooler and better than everyone, mm-hmm. I think that that's probably why now they're, like, okay, you can't be doing this. But um, Rosalie was, like, the goat during this whole scene. She was. Like, and... I agree with her in certain points, but other times I think she's being a little too bitchy. I mean, yeah, I'll just sort of say it, like, saying that she can kill, like, she's basically offering to kill Bella because yeah, she's, she's like, like, I could do it, I'm strong. I could do it, I'm, you know, I've done it before, I leave behind no evidence. And then you have Jasper being all philosophical and saying, she was meant to die today. <laughs> I would just be finishing the job. And it's like, to, no you're just you just want to hurt you want to kill her here's they an both idea. just want to kill her rosalie spinoff let's let's have a rosalie spinoff because i i would read would i would read an, i would read an entire book about any of the colon family members yeah. and where they came from what little they do remember of their you know human life i think the only one who doesn't remember her human life is alice right well there, have you seen there's this really cool i haven't watched it yet but i've been meaning to it's called like the new storytellers of twilight it's on youtube yeah, yeah and there's like a mary alice cullen or mary alice what was her last name mary alice mary something Al- yeah carol but that's no, what i, I forget but she it they act out and imagined obviously it's like fan fiction but they mm-hmm. act out her like um her her backstory and I really want, I've been meaning to watch it because I, I feel like that's such an interesting story. Um, something about her in a psych ward. Yeah. Um, which I think might have been mentioned in the books. She, I hope this isn't like at the somewhere in this book, but um, <laughs> she was kind of also psychic in her human life, but she was so young that she, didn't really know. And it was scaring people in the town. They were like basically calling her crazy or like a witch mm-hmm. or something. So they locked her up. And then she was in the psych ward for a while. And I don't remember how she dies. This must it? have been talked about in a book. Yeah. I want to say like she, she died obviously in the psych ward. But how did she, I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. But yeah, we should get backstories of all these people because I in I was just loving Rosalie and Rosalie's energy in the scene. Oh my god, the part yeah. where she's like she was like, um, 
he like he fell in love with a human how classically edward classically edward dying oh my god it's like just i don't know 70 meyer writes all the characters really well and they all have their like they're like the spice girls there's like yeah. the mean one and like the, the, the clueless one, one. Emmett. <laughs> yeah. Emmett yeah. always wanting to just be like <laughs> oh my god wait i also wrote down i wrote down um <laughs> well because basically in this chapter uh, the majority of the conversation is with uh edward and alice telepathically Mm-hmm. So Alice seeing visions of the future and Edward like being upset about them or yelling at her or like talking about, no, it can't happen. She basically sees them being friends, but it was so, it made me think of the meme that you sent me where it's like Emmett being like, let me in, let, let me in. Cause he keeps being like, what are you guys talking about? Was, and then no well, one yeah, Because he can't follow. And even Rosalie was like, oh, she's like, listen, just like follow. Yeah. She's like, pay attention, idiot. <laughs> That was, it was it was an interesting way to tell that story it was like just having mm-hmm. it be between edward and alice and alice being like she's gonna be my friend and edward being like i don't know it was like i thought that that was actually a cool interesting entertaining scene on like how how he oh, finds out about what the future will be yeah and i i really and did like that oh i know oh my god it is me and she's like, uh, you're going to love her? Like, you'll be in love? <laughs> you're going to fight? I know she just wants Edward to be happy. But he's so, like, I like how he literally screams no once he realizes <laughs> what Alice is trying to say. And it's like, dude, follow like, along. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> when, when Emmett was like, starts laughing or chuckling, I should say. <laughs> And it's like tough break. I don't know what it is. Oh he yes, yeah. He's tough just break. Like... But I, I laughed during that part because I was like, Emmett is basically calling Edward a simp, and <laughs> and he's and he's still trying to fight it. It's like, why are you trying he to fight it? He still doesn't get it until the next chapter, really. No, he doesn't. Which we're in. We can go right into mm-hmm. Ooh, chapter five. So chapter five was thick. It's called Invitations, which is ironic because it talks a lot about Bella being invited to the dance by multiple people, but then also goes into the first time he goes into her bedroom to watch her sleep. And it's like, you were not invited to that. So don't even, this shouldn't even be under the chapter called Invitations, but I digress. So it starts off. I thought it was cute how it started off. It was very, it was like very something out of a John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. It was very like 16 Candles, like old school kind of love story of like liking a girl, but knowing you can't have her or knowing you shouldn't be with her. It was like peak romanticism, I felt, yeah. in this chapter starting out. Maybe because of the tension, like he doesn't want to look at her, he doesn't want to talk to her, but yet he's constantly thinking about her. Um, and like wondering what she's thinking. Um, he lists his torments, which was so emo. Uh, <laughs> his thirst and his curiosity being the main ones. Um, basically talking about how obviously like num- numero uno, he wants to suck her blood. And I actually, this made me think of a, a, a video I watched on YouTube. It was like a think piece 
basically it was called like a passionate a surprisingly passionate defense of twilight i forget who i still need to watch that i've seen it a few times on like a few times on mine and i every time i see it i'm like i don't have that long yes it was like it was suggested to me so i was like okay but in it this guy this dude actually brings up a really good and interesting point which is that a, a main crux of like the horror genre is not having control over your body mm-hmm. um, and not being able to like have bodily autonomy. Um, it's just kind of like a subsection of horror, like something mm-hmm. happening to you, like, I don't know, eyes bleeding or arms falling off or weird shit like that. Like it's is scary and ho- horrifying. So the fact that it, you have to think about the fact that Edward actually is the main, is the character that does not have bodily autonomy. Like he is, he has instincts like animal instincts that he's Mm -hmm. trying to suppress. Yeah. And he's actually the one fighting to get control of his body. But haters and naysayers say that it's Bella who doesn't have bodily autonomy and that she's constantly like that twilight is sexist because she's the one who's not making decisions about her life or her love or her body or whatever, but it's actually Edward. People just push it onto Bella because she's a woman. And that's yeah. the thinking is that, oh, you have someone struggling with sexuality or body stuff or whatever. Oh, it's automatically going to be the woman. Oh no. So, Bella wants it. Like she, and she, she talks it. about it and there's nothing wrong with her wanting it. She I, goes but, right yeah. along, yeah. right along for the ride. But anyway, long story boring (laughs) um i was thinking a lot about this idea of like how his instincts and how he wants her blood are like always at the top Mm -hmm. so it's not even like sexual or like love or anything it's always trying to fight that so that was kind of interesting and especially like when he lists uh, oh he's he's fighting with himself all the time yeah um and then he like follows bella's mind really closely well, not her mind. He can't read her mind. He's following the minds of others. Mm-hmm. And he notices all this stuff about her. Like he notices that she helps another student. And I was just thinking like, if anyone was following me or my movements in high school this closely, like they would just think I was like an asshole. Like I would, I, I wasn't doing like charitable things for people in high school. <laughs> you know, like he was like, oh, she, she like helps when people are being made fun of she'll like help i mean not saying i wasn't doing that i don't know but i was just like she's like saint bella she's always like trying to help others and then he talks about her indifference which i thought was kind of badass because it's like she's not trying to get his attention no she doesn't give a shit so that was kind of does it's like, we know she does because we were at Twilight. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm going to say maybe some of us didn't give Bella enough credit for kind of how cool she plays it. Yes, she's yeah. awkward and yes, yep, she's, yep, yep. Um, oh my gosh, clumsy, but she's also kind of cool. Like, yeah, she know. played it good. Yeah, she did. She really, really did. Yeah, she's just smart. I think we don't give her enough credit. She still annoys me a lot of the time, but <laughs> not enough credit. Yeah, so they have, like, cute chats in biology. It's, like, kind of the same. It's, like, just, like, more tense conversations. But the real good stuff happens when 
Mike Newton. <laughs> in the biology room. <laughs> Mike Newton, it's, we think of course of that iconic scene in Twilight where he's doing it in the parking lot. Yeah. But this happens in the biology scene. I love in the movie where like Mike is out of focus and Edward's in focus and he's in the back like staring. <laughs> but so he just like is laughing about her being asked to the dances. And this is like where it gets like nice and cute in high school and like mm-hmm. 16 candles for me. I yes. like that. Um, I am kind of disappointed. I don't know. I am disappointed that it happened in the biology room and not on that field trip because I thought that field trip idea oh, was so cute. Oh, the field trip. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That greenhouse scene is one of my favorites from the movie. That was I great. know that they probably did that for like timing reasons or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, Mike literally just pops up and is like, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> so weird and awkward. Oh my God. And then um what's his face comes with the worm and he's like look bella a worm bella bella it's a worm it's a worm compost oh yes oh i i read that they actually did that whole greenhouse scene because Catherine hardwick is like very eco-friendly and she like wanted to push that <laughs> we're just like do we need another reason to love Catherine hardwick i don't yeah. think so but so when mike is asking her i love Edward's thoughts during this because one Edward hates Mike and he hates hasn't and, he, and, he, and he's like this is just like an innocent mortal like essentially like a mortal boy who has done nothing to me and I had I would have no reason to dislike him other than the <laughs> fact that he likes Bella and <laughs> he goes I frequently think about backhanding yes, him into, yes. <laughs> into the wall across the room it probably wouldn't injure him fatally like Eh, he Loved might be it. a little little paralyzed, but it, it wouldn't be fatal. <laughs> Jealous Edward is my favorite Edward, probably. As someone who loves Eclipse and how Eclipse is my favorite movie, it's obviously it's obvious that Jealous Edward is my favorite Edward. Oh, when he's like, keep your hands off her. I know, I know. I know. The tent scene. Oh. A Midnight Sun movie would could have been really good too. I know, and now I gen I mean, we will never get that. I know. Do you think Rob will ever sign up again? <laughs> Gosh, no. Well, and also that like the problem though is is like these are supposed to be seventeen year olds or like yeah. seventeen year olds, and Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson already did not look seventeen and eighteen. No. Um, well, she did. She was young. Yeah, that's true. She he was old. Did, he, he looked old. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could definitely do it with a new cast, but I'm not sure if it would hit the same. No, and like I don't the love, think it would. The love wouldn't be there anymore. No. No. Maybe they would like read what what would you think of a redo like a, if they got new people to do Midnight Sun Kind of depends on who it would be I guess Yeah I think it would really depend on who it would be I'm not trying to be an asshole but no former Disney Channel stars Mm-hmm. No one that looks too and, unless it unless it's in is it Zendaya uh, yeah, Zenda- yeah. Mhm because I think she's she would be all. Bella. No, she's way too cool to be Bella. You need like sure. a, you need like she could be <laughs> her as Alice or Rosalie would be. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she could do Rosalie. I guess I'm just like always thinking of this as a movie because I think she just writes in a, in that kind of way. Well, that's also, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but I definitely think she was writing Midnight Sun during the filming of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just too much in that movie, even reading now to this day that I'm like, 
that's a midnight something. Like that's a, and she probably assuming that she was going to publish it soon after that's probably was her intent. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, when she wrote this book, she definitely had the movies in mind. It would be impossible night, like not to. Yeah. There's lots of monster references again. <laughs> the monster in me, the monster in me. But then, okay, so then he goes into her bedroom. I kind of, like, my eyes kind of glazed over this entire scene because I just, like, wasn't feeling it. But I guess it's all part of the story. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't sleep either, maybe I, I I don't know. I don't know if I would go to the- This one is hard for me because, okay. He's a 17-year-old. 17-year-olds don't really have boundaries. (laughs) um for the most part this i don't know it's hard to explain because it's like a part of me is like well it's because he loves her so much but then it's like but still it it, like it doesn't matter it's it's still creepy like yeah i don't think he realized it until he was looking at her asleep yeah he was like i love her Mm -hmm. which i guess is cute it's cute but it's also I don't know. It's just the this fact is the that summary of what know. it of what it means to be a Twilight fan is yeah. like debating on if this is okay or not. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of like the um, what it's called, like the Danny DeVito Hulk? It's like how to tell if something's kind of borderline creepy is if so, like someone a guy does something for you, oh, like a hot guy, yes, and then yes. replace it with Danny DeVito, yes. and yeah. is it still cute? And if it's not still cute. It's like, okay, that's just creepy. So I kind of did that with this, and I was like, dude, if Danny DeVito was just, like, standing in the corner of my room when I woke up, I would not survive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, I think that's pretty, that's, like, the final stamp that this is, like, not cute. The shit was not cute. No, but what I did, (laughs) I wrote down about that part, was he talks about how that wasn't his first breaking and entering. Edward where the hell are you breaking and entering? What is he doing? Again, let's get an Edward backstory. Like, let's I want get an Edward backstory. Let's get that book. Come on, Stephanie Meyer. You, we want, you know, you want that money. <laughs> well, she wants to write two more books. So come on, let's go. Top, top. <laughs> but yeah, he does realize, you know, that she's beautiful in the scene. And I, it's like that part I do like. It's like, I would like this entire scene if it wasn't for the fact that she does not know that he's in there yeah maybe she could have done this like with him just looking out her window yeah but then, and not but then he's like a peep- room but then he's like a peeping tom that's creepy yeah, too he does he does say that he feels like a peeping tom and yeah. i'm so glad that he or stephanie put that in there <laughs> for him because again yes. self-awareness again. The acknowledge we love an acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love self awareness. Okay, we love emotional intelligence here. Um. <laughs> so, pa- so then he, so then that scene's over. Thank God. When pass it, God. Back. And then more of like the guys like fawning over Bella. Um, well, and also if it's a woman's choice dance, why are Eric and Tyler asking yes. her again? More just like boundaries my dudes yeah yeah but you know i guess like you're right it's kind of accurate of like high school kids is like they don't give a shit they're not thinking about like respecting you and all that shit you no know? they're just trying to think of 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's 17-year-old boys. I mean, actually, no, it's just 17-year-olds in general. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are really good with boundaries. Others, not so much. And it's like, Um, you know, there's a reason she's not asking, so. I know, and they all kind of just, like, take it upon themselves, like, even though they know the answer, like, they heard about what happened to Mike, they just, like, ignore it, and they think that they're special. I mean, it was kind of sad. It was, like. Well, that's also just, like how 17 year old boys can be it's like oh well she said no to mike i want to i want to ask her because then i can rub it in mike's face and it actually describes eric as a gangly teen with unhealthy skin okay edward first of all why would you do that that is so mean every 17 year old has acne (laughs) i know he was like why would she accept this like gangly teen with unhealthy skin first of all i was like just because your skin Mm-hmm. Yeah, sparkles. <laughs> Take it from someone who is in school for aesthetics. Just because you have acne does not mean your skin is unhealthy. Yeah, for real. That was like totally uncalled for. I just thought that was like mean. <laughs> it was mean, <sighs> Edward. Well, I guess yeah. I mean, you were. He's jealous. He's mean when he's jealous. It's all this like dick measuring. Do you mm-hmm. that? It all is dick guys, measuring. All the guys are doing that. <laughs> course Tyler had to jump in I don't like Tyler just because he basically said well that he almost killed Bella he also kind of just was like I guess she's okay looking and like wanted to ask her out just because he almost ran her over so I he views Bella as like a little toy to make Mike jealous Mm -hmm. so I don't I don't like Tyler I think I kind of view her as like yeah. yeah, and and like she did, she was nice to him. So yeah, when she like stuck up for him about the Comic Con thing, I actually mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that scene because I think more people need to be that way. I definitely yeah. wasn't like this as a teenager, but now that I've gotten older, anytime someone's like blatantly trying to be an asshole to someone, yeah. I tried yeah. I try my hardest to like I don't know change the conversation. That's and more people the sweetest. Thanks. That's because you're the nicest, <laughs> sweetest person I know. Seriously. Thanks. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I guess it's just like all the guys are see her as a conquest, really. They and do. It's like a race to get to her first. It's a game. Even, She's a game. Even Edward, though. He's a yeah. part of that, too. He is. I feel like he should have let her come to him, but I guess he, he, was, he was being rude to her, so then he kind of... From the perspective of, of Twilight, it makes it seem like she went after him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So which is it? <laughs> they just went after each other? He, in this book, it seems, it really seems the opposite. But I guess it's mm-hmm. like, it just goes to show that it's all about perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. even in life, you have to think about, even if you think that you're being extra, the other person probably thinks that you're not or something like that. That's true. Thoughts. No, I know. Oh my gosh. There's, it's like, there's a version of me that exists in someone's mind that is literally not an accurate description of me. And it, it it always haunts me. It will forever haunt me that people from our past have a certain idea of who we are and it's just Mm -hmm. not accurate, but we do it with other people. I think it's just like a human thing. I don't know. And apparently a vampire. And apparently a vampire thing. Yeah. So Edward, basically, this is basically just ends with like Edward being really jealous, which I thought was great because it was like a nice little bookend to the weird Mm -hmm. watching her sleep because it's like, 
he's pining over her and then skip, 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 skip. And then it's, he's like jealous again and like wants to watch the train wreck of her saying no to a bunch of people. But then at the way end, he comes up white knight, punch in the air. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to ask her not to the dance, but to something else. And then she says, yes, obviously. He asks if he'll go to Seattle with him, right? Mm-hmm. If he'll go, he'll go with her. Yeah, he basically asked her, um, I mean, he's asking her out, essentially. And she, like, starts, like, she, like, starts and is, like, oh, this is where she's asking him, and no, telling him that she, he's giving her a whiplash. That's this is in the movie. That yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, in, in the book, he's like, keep it light, keep it light, and he's like trying so light. hard. I can't. Um, I but yeah, he just he's like, so we're going to Seattle, right? And do you need a ride? And at first, she's like, with who? <laughs> Don't be that daft, okay? It's <laughs> oh god. And he, and he like runs off because he's trying to keep it light, he and I'm literally just like, oh my runs. god, this. Uh, he, she writes that he fled. He fled. He fled. So he was like so freaked out and he had to run away. Oh, but when he is asking her though, and after she's said yes, he mentions it yet again, that he was staring into the melted chocolate depths yes. of her eyes. <laughs> More chocolate references. Right. It's like a shot every time he mentions And then when he, eyes. when he saw Alice, the vision with Alice, he was like, her chocolate eyes were now amber or something like that yeah we're now yeah because newborn baby it's like stephanie you can't there has to be another metaphor anything there has to be another word for chuckle (laughs) (laughs) like use right click hit synonyms So this has been chapter four and five. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and check out mthg.org. We'll be back soon with more chapters. Stay tuned. Bye. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned.